Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. Who was here last week when Michelle preached? Awesome. Come on, let's tell her she did a great job. Talking about the power that you receive. And I love what it says in the beginning of Acts. It says, wait for me and you will be endued with power. You will receive power upon your life. And this power translated uh, in the Bible is dunamis, dynamic power, explosive power, that that there is power at work in your life that is explosive. And sometimes we we walk into situations and circumstances that seem insurmountable or or beyond us, but God said, I'm going to blow that thing up. I'm working in your life, and if you'll allow me to flow through you, I will blow that thing up. So it is no longer a mountain in your way. So it's no longer a, a limitation in your world. And I, and I love what it says in 2 Timothy 1. It says, fan into flame the gift of the Spirit, which has been given to you through the laying on of hands, because God has not given you a spirit of fear or timidity, but of love, power, and a sound mind. Because of who He is, that's who we are. We, we have a, a spirit of love, power, and sanity. God has placed it on the inside of us. That's what we can walk in. That's what we can enjoy every day. And uh, I just wanted to show you a really quick video clip this morning before we get into this. And the title of the message is Don't Fear the Lion's Roar. Fantastic. All right, everybody say, don't fear the lion's roar. Like I said before, it would be nice every week just to come and tell you, God is for you and he's not against you and life's going to be awesome and it's going to be like walking through the tulips and fantastic. But the reality is, and each of us know, that's not day-to-day life. That's not what we face. And yes, God has plans and purposes for our life, but there is a real enemy who is real powerful, who will oppose us and contend for things in our life, contend for our peace, contend for our sanity, contend for our relationships and our... He, he will come after us, but we don't have to fear Him when we are filled with the Spirit of God, where we carry that dynamic power in our world, we can move forward. And I love what it says in Isaiah 43, fear not, for I am with you, says the Lord. Fear not, for I am with you. And we need to know that God is with us. We need to position ourselves that he is close to us, that we are regularly filled afresh by the Holy Spirit. And and that term, fear not and do not fear and do not worry and and be not afraid, is, is mentioned over 110 times in the Bible. God is trying to express to us, he's trying to explain, don't worry, I'm with you. I've got you, I've got this, I'm for you. Yes, there's a challenge, but I'm greater than the challenge you face. Keep your eyes on me, stay focused on me, and whatever you're walking through, you will get through, and you will walk into victory, amen? So this morning, I just want to look really quickly at Daniel 6, starting in verse 1, and it says, It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 satraps to be over the whole kingdom, and over these three governors of whom Daniel was one, that the satraps might give account to them so that they would not suffer loss. 
Then this Daniel distinguished himself above the governors and satraps because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king gave thought to setting them over the whole realm. So the governors and satraps sought to find some charge against Daniel concerning the king, but they could not. Uh, sorry, I thought I was getting a signal from the front row. But they could not find any charge or fault because he was faithful nor was there any error or fault found in him. So what's happening here is King Darius has, he is, he's the, the ruler of the world at this time. He set 120 governors over the whole realm. And over these 120, he set Daniel and two others because they'd risen to the top. And at this point, these guys are jealous of Daniel and they want to pull him down, but they can't because there's an excellent spirit in him. He's a man of faith. He's walking in truth and they can't find any fault against him. And this is the same Daniel. Daniel served under four kings over 70 years and rose to the top every time. I, I, I put to you today that the reason he was able, and there was, there was attempts on his life, there was challenges to his character, there was pressures put against him on, in every regard. I put to you that the only reason he rose to the top because he was a man of faith and he walked with God. That while kings and while others were trying to falsely accuse him and falsely charge him and kill him, God protected him and, and carried him through the journey. So it goes on to say in verse 10, now when Daniel knew that the writing, these guys basically had said, King, would you sign this decree that anybody that worships any God except for you over 30, 30 days will be thrown into the lion's den? So, so basically the king goes, well, that's cool. They're all worshiping me. So yes, I'll do that. I will write a decree. I will stamp it. I will sign it that anybody found worshiping any other God but me, any other king, will be put to death. They'll be thrown into the lion's den. And this is, this is Daniel's response. See, and I, I, I say this today because what's your response when you face a challenge? What's your response when people falsely accuse you? What's your response uh, when things get tough? Because so often, and we'll get to this in a minute, but verse 10 says, now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, in other words, when Daniel knew that this wasn't changing, this has been decreed, this has been stamped, this order will be fulfilled. In the next 30 days, anybody that goes against this, they will be put to death. Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home and in his upper room with his windows open towards Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed and gave thanks before his God. I love that. I love the strength of conviction. I love the faith. I love the Holy Spirit, the dunamis power on the inside of this man, causing him to do what he knew to do, what he knew was right, even though a decree had gone out that he'll lose his life if he does. And I love the fact that he threw open the windows. He didn't do it in secret. He didn't retreat. The Bible says we're not of those that shrink back under destruction. We're of those that press forward under salvation. That's who we are. That's who we are because of who he is. But we're not, we're not weak. We're not insignificant. We're not insecure. We're the king's kids and we're moving forward in life. We're going to make a change. We're going to be a blessing. We're going we're to shine light and be love in our community because it's not circumstantial uh, occurrences that determine who we are. It's because of he, who he is that we, we live and reign in life. Amen? Amen. Then it goes, then these men, um, as was the comfort, then these men assembled and found Daniel praying. In other words, they set him up. They knew he would do this. They knew who he was. They knew they could find no fault in him because he carried an excellent spirit and, and he was faithful. So they set him up and basically they came before the king and said, did you, did you sign a decree that anybody that worshipped any other god would be put to death if they did it in the next 30 days? He said, yes, I did. He goes, well, Daniel has been found praying to his god. It says that the king was, was troubled greatly and he wished he'd never signed this decree because he loved Daniel. 
Daniel was faithful. Daniel was, was one of his most trusted men. And, and basically, he looked for a way to deliver him, and he couldn't. So he ordered Daniel be cast into the lion's den. Verse 16. But the king spoke, saying to Daniel, your God, whom you serve continually, he will deliver you. I love this. This is a worldly king showing more faith than any of these other men. He said, your God, whom you serve, he will deliver you. I love that. I believe that the world will come to faith when we stand tall, when we walk strong, when we don't concede on our convictions and what we believe, when we allow our faith to be developed and strengthened, that it will change lives in Jesus' name. Is this helping anybody? He will deliver you. Then a stone was brought and laid on the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet ring and with the signets of the lords, that the purpose concerning Daniel might not be changed. Now the king went to his palace. Basically, he didn't sleep all night. He tossed and turned because he wanted to see, did God deliver Daniel? Was he able to deliver Daniel? He had thrown him into the lion's den. Usually before they even hit the, the den floor, they'd been ripped apart by hundreds of lions just who were savage and basically says that in the morning, he came back, it says, the king arose very early in the morning, went in haste to the den of lions, and when he came to the den, he cried out with a lamenting voice to Daniel. The king spoke to Daniel, saying, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you serve continually, been able to deliver you from the lions? Then Daniel said to the king, O king, live forever. My God sent his angel and shut the lions' mouths so that they have not hurt me because I was found innocent before him. And also, I king, I've done no wrong before you. Now the king was exceedingly glad for him and commanded that they should take Daniel out of the den. So Daniel was taken up out of the den and no injury was found in him because he believed in his God. I love this. I, I lo we don't have to fear the lion's roar. We don't have to fear the enemy's presence in our life. We don't have to run from or hide from or, or change our ways because of the enemy's attacks in our life. We can stand true. We can stand strong in faith, knowing that God will shut the, the mouths of lions, that he will go before us and he will deliver us in any situation we find ourselves. And you know, man, we've, we've all done this for, a, or some of us have done this for a long time, but being a Christian is just a, a journey of faith. A, a journey of faith that's going to be tested and tried and ambushed regularly. In this situation, Daniel had done nothing wrong but served the king faithfully and love his God wholeheartedly. That's all he'd done. And he stayed true to who he was. And, and you might be going through life going, why am I being attacked? Why is this attack coming against me? Why am I facing this pressure and this anxiety and this uncertainty? Because the enemy is real. But God and God present in our lives is greater than any enemy will face. Amen? You know, we, 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 need to, we need to strengthen our faith so it becomes robust and muscular so we can use it in our daily lives. You know, and for our faith to be strengthened, we must confront the enemy. You can't run from the devil. You may not, it may not be your personality type. You may not like confrontation or angst or and that might not be who you are but you have no choice in this situation you can't hide yourself away in the corner hoping the devil doesn't notice you and doesn't come after you you reflect the glory of God in the earth he is not going to stop coming after you you seen Terminator anybody seen Terminator I've seen Terminator Justin said the devil's not going to stop coming after you but God will never leave you the Bible says I will never leave you nor forsake you I'm your ever-present help in times of... God is with you through every challenge you face, but you must face the challenges. To be an overcomer means that I've overcome something. 
I, I've faced the giant. I've taken it down. I've slain it. I've taken its head from its body. I've, I, I walk in victory because I first fought a battle. And that's what God wants us to do. Can I, can I, anybody here hearing me this morning? God wants you to rise up in strength today. He wants you to rise up, face your giants, take them down, and live in victory, which I just think is awesome. In verse 22, it says this, you know, Daniel said, it's only by faith that we see God move. It was only by faith that he still went and prayed three times a day. It was only by faith that he entered that lion's den. He says, my God sent his angel and shut the lion's mouths. It wasn't in my own strength. It wasn't in my own doing. It was my God. It was my faith in my God that he came and shut the mouths, the, the mouths of lions. You know, it's no coincidence that throughout the Bible we find the devil compared in the same way to lions. 1 Peter 5, 8 says the devil roams around like a roaring lion seeking whom he made of our. He roams around consistently and he's roaring. He wants to intimidate. He wants to tempt us. He wants us to pull us away from God. And I see so many people walk from their faith when times get tough and things don't work out like they want them to. Can I encourage you? Don't pull back. Don't draw back. Don't walk from God. There may be roaring lions all around. That's the indication that it's time to press in closer with God. It's, it's time to draw to God. You know, I, I see people that they want to get married. So they just settle for any guy or any girl. They used to have their list. God, I want a man of strength. I want a man of integrity. I want a man with the ability to provide. Now I just want somebody with a pulse because it's been five years and I've been praying. And, and mate, I've seen hundreds of times and people pull away. Don't concede on what you want. Don't let the dreams be taken from you because a little bit of time's passed. Abraham and Sarah waited 25 years for the promise to be delivered to them. God had spoken to them. God had, had said, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to make you a, the father and mother of nations. Millions of descendants are going to come from, I'm going to make you this. But 25 years went past. They tried to shortcut the process. They tried to help God out. I want to encourage, if God has promised something to your life, it says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. If the desires there, they will come to pass. Just seek him first. Go after him. Stay focused on God. Let him be number one in your world and these things will happen. But don't short circuit the process by stepping out of faith or drawing back from God. God's got this. God's got this. John 13 said, I love this. It says, Jesus replied, you don't understand now what I am doing, but someday you will. Ever found yourself in that place? Where are you, God? What are you doing? Have you fallen asleep? Have you not heard my prayers? What is going on? Why have I not got my answer? Why am I only got 10% healing now? What? God said, no, 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 just stay in faith. Just start, keep walking with me because what I'm doing in you right now is far greater than the immediate that you want. I could give you the healing right now, but you won't learn, you won't grow, you won't be strengthened to be the person that I've called you to be. Just walk with me. It says in Psalm 84, it says, uh, blessed are those whose strength is in you, who have set their heart on pilgrimage. In other words, God, my vision, my focus, my strength is in you. You're the one that brings life to my life. You're the one that brings vision to my eyes. You're the one, and I'm just going to journey with you. Wherever you lead me, wherever you take me, if there's a left-hand turn, a right-hand turn, we're up over hills, down into valleys, I'm going to walk with you and cause you to be the one that leads me and guides me through life. And every single one of us at some point will face challenges in our circumstances, in our humanity, in our spirituality, and every time we need strong, robust faith to carry us through. Amen? I don't know about you. We've we got some challenges right now in certain areas, and it's like, God, you have to come through because I've got nothing else. 
I don't know what to do. I've done everything I can. I've applied wisdom. I've applied intellect. I've applied strength. I've applied attention. God, now you need to bring the answer. It might be in your finances. It might be in your relationship. It might be in your employment. It might be in your business. Let God get right in the middle of that thing and make it what it can't be without him. You know, I was just thinking through and we're almost out of time, but one of the best faith building decisions you can make when it comes to the enemy is not to allow him to have a foothold in your life. So often we do things that allow the, the devil to grab a foothold in our life. And uh, the Greek word for stronghold taken literally means fortress. The devil wants to box you in. He wants to limit you so you feel like you're in a fortress and you can't get out. That this is, this is your only option in life. This is, this is all you can do in life. This is all you can be. But God wants to break you out of that thing. He wants to set you free by the power of the Holy Spirit. That dynamic power in your life that changes everything. You know, a description of a stronghold is something that has a stronghold over a person. You can't control the outcome because there's a stronghold over your life. Justin, can you come out here for a second? Could you just lay down here and grab a hold of my leg? Strongly, with a really strong hold. Don't let go. Now, I want to move forward, but there's a stronghold in my life. I want to move sideways, or I want to jump up on this stage and, and go up higher, but I can't because there's a strong hold in my life. There's something's going, but, but so often, <laughs> the strongholds in our lives are because of actions we've taken things that we've said, things that we've done. That we, we, there can be strongholds of, of attitude. There can be strongholds of emotions. There can be strong addictions in our life because I didn't get what I wanted and I wanted to go this way, so I settled for something else. I settled for second best. I settled for uh, alcohol. I settled for drugs. I settled for sex. I settled for... <laughs> and, and now there's a stronghold in my life, but God is able to break strongholds from our life. He is able to set us free. Yeah, thank you very much, stronghold. Can we just thank Justin this morning? <laughs> so like I said, strongholds are walls or fortresses around our beliefs and our emotions. But it says in 2 Corinthians 10, starting in verse 3, it says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. The devil wants you to believe that there is a ceiling over your life, that you are limited in what you can do, achieve, and be, but God wants to break that over you. He wants to set you free, and he wants you by the power of the Spirit to reach up and reach out by faith and take a hold of the breakthrough that God has for you, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. You know, it's a good question to ask yourself, what area is the devil trying to take a hold of my life? Because he, he always will. Because when I identify an area, I can protect myself in that area. I can do things. You know, it says in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, no, 13, verse 13, it says, no temptation has seized you except that which is common to man. But God is faithful. He won't let you be tempted beyond what you can bear, and he will create a way out for you from it because he's faithful. So the temptation isn't the problem. The acting on the temptation is the problem. The acting on the temptation is where the stronghold becomes a stronghold, where that thing that's trying to get a hold of me latches on, and now I've, I've, got, I've got baggage. Now I, there's, there's weight in my life that I've got to carry. And you know, it says in uh, Hebrews 12, it says, therefore, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us cast off every weight and sin which so easily entangles us and let us run with endurance the race set before us looking unto Jesus 
looking to the answer, looking to the provider, looking to the, the, the King of kings and Lord of lords. And as I meditated on that scripture once, I felt like God said, the weights that we carry contribute to the sins we commit. Because it says, let us cast these things off. Let us just cast these things off. Let's get rid of these things. And, and there's certain things in life that we're not made to carry. You're meant to carry the glory of God. You're meant to carry the power of God. We're not meant to carry fears and, and anxieties and insecurities. And, and do you know what I mean? Because it says, be anxious for nothing, but in all things through prayer and supplication, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So, uh, so this morning, can, we, can I get the band to come up, Lozzie? We're, we're not going to make it through this. I want to have a, a time where we can just cast some things off. Where we can just say, God, I'm not, I'm not carrying this anymore. And a great friend of mine, a mentor in my world, often said, if you can't change it, don't carry it. Because it's not yours to carry, it's God's. If, you, if, you, if you've done everything that you can and you can't bring change to that area of your world, you're still anxious, you're still nervous, you can't make ends meet. If you, it's not yours to carry, it's God's. And then he's going to be the good, good father that walks beside you through that challenge. Can we just stand to our feet this morning? The devil is always going to lie and accuse you, but he's powerless to stop you. It says in Ephesians 6, it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. You know, so often we run from the devil. But it says stand. There's nowhere in the Bible where it says run from the devil. It says draw near to God and the devil will flee. But it doesn't say run from the devil. We have to stand. It says put on the whole armor of God. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, putting on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, take up the shield of faith with which you are able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked one. Take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication, being watchful to the end with all perseverance, with all the saints, with all the saints. You know, faith always obtains what grace has given. And the grace of God for our life is that we can walk free. We can walk blessed. We can walk in peace. We can walk with God beside us. But I have to take a hold of that by faith. And I love what Paul said. He said, I'm crucified with Christ. It's no longer I that live, but Christ that lives in me. Well, you know, you can't kill a dead man. We can lay down our lives right now. Because here's what I know. The devil rarely goes after a dead man. He goes after the lukewarm. He goes after the half in, half out. The half assured, half I'm not, I'm not so sure. I'm gonna, I, I want to live this way, but God, I believe. You can't kill a dead man. The most dangerous people in our prisons are murderers. Those on death row. They fear nothing. They fear no one because their time's limited anyway. And I, Paul's saying, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer the I that lived, but Christ that lives in me. We can walk that way. I'm dead to my own desires. I'm dead to my, God, because I know your way is perfect. 
I know your will and your plans for my life are perfect. So I'm just going to lay down my agenda and walk in yours. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, have set their heart on pilgrimage. You know, I heard a story about lions in the savannah. And you hear the lion roar, and generally the prey flees. But they say that the, the, the most dangerous place is not the roar. It's the lioness in waiting. So the, the lion roars and sets himself up on a high, high point and roars and the prey flees in the opposite direction. But in the opposite direction, the lioness is waiting to take down their prey. And I wonder how often in life we hear the roar of the enemy. We hear the roar of circumstance and we run in the opposite direction only to be taken down by a preset trap of the devil. We just lift our hands, look away to God this morning. I just want to open this altar and give you an opportunity to lay down some things. You know what? I am fearful in this area. You know what? I am worried about this. You know what? I am carrying this burden and this anxiety. And I want to pray for you because I know God is going to touch you. There's going to be burdens that are lifted from people's souls today. You, there, there is people I literally see like a band around your mind. It's a band of anxiety and it feels like it's getting tighter and tighter. And it's going to snap and leave you today. Why don't we, why don't we worship this morning, Lozzie? And I want, I want you just to come forward. If you're wanting prayer this morning before we close the service, if you're wanting God to touch your life and to see things lifted from your world, why don't you just come forward now and let God touch you? Thank you, Lord. Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Visit us online at c3noosa.org.